center of the universe and the Thrive15.com World Headquarters. Let's go! Presenting the world's only business school without the BS with optometrist and entrepreneur Dr. Robert Zellner and the Forest Small Business Administration Entrepreneur of the Year in your ear, Clay Clark. It's the Thrive Time Show. Three, two, one. Boom, boom, boom. Welcome back inside the room. It's the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here on a mission to mentor millions, and that does include you. And today, inside the box that rocks, where we're broadcasting from the left coast of the Arkansas River, uh, typically, you know, we're, we're joined here with Dr. Robert Zellner, the, the optometrist-turned-tycoon but today, my co-host with the most is out expanding his vast entrepreneurial empire. And so today, Thrive Nation, Inside the Box That Rocks, we have Sam, the super producer. Sam, the super producer, how are you doing today, my friend? I am feeling pumped up and uh, ready for the weekend. Uh, tomorrow is my powerlifting meet, so we'll see how things go. So tomorrow is the day of your big powerlifting uh, expo. Are you are you fairly excited at this point, my friend? I mean, do you, do you feel like you have what it takes? Do you feel like you're having enough protein? Are you having enough shakes? Are you doing what you need to do to make sure you have that competitive edge? Between all the shakes and all the sleep, I feel like I'm ready to go. Now, at this point, how much? Uh, what, what kind of competitions are? What kind of things are you competing in? Are you doing like shoulder presses and leg presses, or what? What are you doing? I mean, what are your? What kind of events are you competing in? Are you trying to like a lift a, a, a small car? Are you trying to move a Honda? What what what, what are you doing? What kind of comp What kind of events are you competing in? In a powerlifting meet, we uh, compete in squat, bench, and deadlift. And my goals for the for the meet are gonna squat six fifty, bench four hundred five, and deadlift seven hundred. Awesome, awesome. So, now, so just a little bit of weight. That is a lot of weight. Now, how many grams of protein are you consuming on a daily basis to make that possible? I mean, I think a lot of thrivers want to know. I mean, how much protein do you have to take? How much, you, how much protein do you have to intake every day to make that possible? Uh, 300 or more grams of protein and over 5,000 grams of calories. How do you get 300 grams of protein in per day, my friend? you got to have like a shortcut, so some type of hack that you're doing to allow you to ingest that much protein. Well, most people, uh, men specifically, turn to red meat, which is, uh, you know, beef, and that's about 80 grams of protein per pound of meat. Uh, so I decided to go with venison, you know, a little Bambi, which is 120 grams of protein per pound. So I'm able to get a little bit more in per pound, and I always eat a pound of meat per meal. <laughs> what? And, and my, chi my chicken shakes, they're 120 grams per pound. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You eat a pound of meat per meal. Let's start there. Is this real? Are you being serious? I'm, I'm very serious. Okay, and then you also said that you are grinding up chicken and making a, a pureed chicken shake out of it. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Delicious. No, not really. But, but yes, I do do that. Unbelievable. Okay, now Thrive Nation, we are not a fitness show, but we are here to help you pump up your business and to achieve success. And one of the things that we have discovered uh, from thrivers like you is that many of you have very specific questions about how to grow your business. And so we've created the text in line. Now you can text in any business question that you have to 918-851-6920. That's 918-851-6920. And then any business coaching question that you have, we're going to answer it for you. And so, Sam, here we go with question number one coming in hot. Here's question hot. number one. It says, somebody, uh, it says, it says, I own, it says, someone owns the URL that I want to buy 
but they are not currently using it. I'm planning on contacting them to purchase it. If I am successful, how do I obtain the URL and actually take control of it? This is from Dr. J. Schrader in Tennessee. Again, let me repeat that one more time. He says, somebody owns the URL I want to buy, and they are not currently using it. I am uh, uh, planning on contacting them to purchase it. If I am successful, how do I obtain the URL and actually take control of it? Dr. J. Uh, Schrader. This is a guy from uh, uh, the Tennessee area. So this is uh, step number one. First off, I'm going to read off to you a long uh, domain. So you might want to get out a sheet of paper, perhaps a, a, an Etch-a-Sketch, some kind of writing device, because I'm going to give you a, a longer um, action item, and I want to make sure that, that you're able to write this all down. So one is you want to go to godaddy.com forward slash domains forward slash domain broker. And the domain that, that way that you can go up there and get into the portal to the portion of the website where you can buy uh, domains from somebody. And, and uh, Sam, have you ever wanted to buy a domain that has already existed before? Have you ever wanted, wanted that to happen? I have not, but I always thought that if I did, I would just give them a gift basket and maybe they'd just hand it to me. Nice. Okay. Well, here's the deal. If you go to GoDaddy.com and you look for a domain, they'll tell you if they're available right now. So step number one is you'd want to go to GoDaddy.com and just check to see if the domain that you want, the web address that you want, is in fact available. And I'll give you an example of, uh, of how this worked out in, in my real life here. One would be years ago, we had somebody that uh, wanted to, they went on GoDaddy.com and they found the domain LifeShow.com. Again, the domain was LifeShow.com. And they discovered that I actually was the owner of LifeShow.com. And so through GoDaddy, they went up to GoDaddy.com forward slash domains, forward slash domain dash broker, and they were able to reach out to me and say, hey, I want to buy your domain. Well, domains are, are, are interesting because they're kind of like real estate in that they're, they're worth what someone's willing to pay for it. So uh, with domains, I mean, you could have a domain that uh, you sell for 50 cents. I've seen domains sell for $50. I've seen domains sell for thousands of dollars. But you could sell a domain for whatever somebody's willing to pay for it. Well, with LifeShow.com, the person was willing to pay about, I think they paid $7,000 to get the domain from us because they'd reached out to me and said, how much would you be willing to sell it for? And I really didn't want to sell it. And so I had said uh, $8,000. And they came back and said, no, we'll, we'll pay uh, $7,500. And I think we sold it for, I think it was, I think it was $7,500. It might have been $5,700, but I think it was $7,500 we sold LifeShow.com for using this service. But somebody reached out to us by first going to GoDaddy and then two, going to GoDaddy.com forward slash domains forward slash domain dash broker. And from there, they reached out to us. Now, the way that works, step number two, is you want to go to the domain buy service. And basically, you're going to have a broker who works with you. They're a member of the GoDaddy team. And they're going to work with you to negotiate the purchase of the domain anonymously. And Sam, why would you not want other people to know what domain that you were trying to buy? Well, if, from your, I mean, if you're just kind of looking at it, you know, from a, I, I realize that you are, are the producer of the show, so you know all things audio, you know all things powerlifting, but from you as kind of the average, you know, listener, the business owner out there, maybe, 
from your perspective, why do you think it'd be a benefit to have the the you know the, the, the transaction handled handled anonymously? Uh, just guessing here, but if someone were to see that you are looking for a specific donate domain name, somebody with a lot of money might go and buy it and then try to sell it to you higher. And it would be this: if I'm trying to buy a domain and somebody knows that I have a lot of success or a lot of money, they might want to sell me the domain at an artificially high price. You know, maybe they don't even want to sell the domain to me at all unless I pay a premium price because they are are somebody who. Um, you know, they're kind of a shrewd business person, and they realize, hey, if this guy is wanting to buy the domain, let's sell it to him at the absolute maximum price possible. And that's basically why you'd want to do it anonymously. Now, step number three is GoDaddy will protect your privacy the entire time. And what they're going to do is they're going to use their vast network to find out the owner of the site. Because a lot of times people, when they buy a website, they don't want any, anybody to know who owns the site. And so they have the site unlisted. So maybe they've bought the domain and they don't want anybody to know who owns it. And so GoDaddy has all the networks, all the connections, everybody. They, they, this is what they do. And so they're able to send an email to the person saying, hey, um, on behalf of GoDaddy, we have somebody who actually wants to buy your domain. And when people see the name GoDaddy, I mean, Sam, have you heard of the name GoDaddy before previous to working here at Thrive15.com? Yeah, I have. Okay, and so GoDaddy's known as a big company. I mean, people know that GoDaddy is, in fact, a reputable company, and it's not just some random human trying to buy that website. So, again, if you're looking to buy a domain, your steps you want to take is, step one, you want to go to, go to GoDaddy.com and search to see if the domain is, in fact, available. Step number two, go to GoDaddy.com forward slash domain, domains forward slash domain dash broker to see if that domain is actually um, purchasable and to start getting involved with their domain network. Step three, the, the, the GoDaddy domain team will reach out on your behalf um, as basically your, your broker. And step four, they're going to keep it anonymous the entire time and they're going to help you uh, get it done. And I would highly recommend that you use GoDaddy. I don't make any commissions uh, if, if you do. Um, if you want to go it uh, solo or you're personally reaching out to um, owners of domains, I would highly recommend that you don't do that. Because if you have a lot of uh, financial success, they're going to gouge you, and they're going to want you to pay the, pe the premium price. And it's hard to get a hold of people sometimes. And there's just an innumerable number of reasons as to why I feel like every single person, if you want to buy a domain, you should go through GoDaddy or some kind of other broker service. Now, question number two that the Thrive Nation is asking us is they said, what are the magic key performance indicators that I need to be using within my chiropractic clinic. So apparently we have a thriver out there who is a chiropractor, and they want to know what um, specific key performance indicators do I need to be tracking with my chiropractic center. And, and Sam, why do, you, why do you feel like uh, key performance indicators matter? I mean, why do you feel like that we should, at the end of the day, as business owners, because, again, you've, you've seen this. You've worked in a business. You've been around businesses. Why do you think that every business owner who's out there should be definitely holding their team accountable to some key performance indicators on a, on a daily basis? Because if you don't, uh, you're blindly moving forward and you don't know what you need to adjust uh, to uh, make things more efficient and um, possibly even affordable. Well, here, here's what I have found is that, um, Sam, have you worked at a restaurant before? I have, yes. Okay. Uh, what restaurant did you work at? 
I worked at Texas Roadhouse and Abuelos. Were you good? I was just a busboy, but yeah, I was pretty good. Okay, here's an example. When I worked over at um, Applebee's, I did my best, but I was a subpar waiter. I wasn't very good. I, I don't do well at memorizing um, uh, things. So when you tell me, hey, I want a Coke, and uh, could you hold the ranch? And I would also like some croutons. Um, hey, by the way, can I get my steak medium? Uh, to me, that all sounds like I don't have any idea what you told me. And so I have to write everything down. And so whenever someone says, hey, can could, could you get a ketchup? I'm going, blah, 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 blah. and I, it was just a struggle. So I could only handle maybe two tables at a time, maybe three. I couldn't be a waiter who could manage five tables and six tables. Well, at the end of the night, my manager noticed at one point, he says, hey, you know, you are only able to wait on half as many tables as everybody else. You know, yeah. this is the number. When you work as a waiter, they give you like a zone you're supposed to be in charge of. And I think I had I'm supposed to be in charge of like six tables and I could I could physically and mentally only handle two. Yeah. And they realized, buddy, as much as we pay you, if you can't handle at least six tables, you either A need to get better or B, you need to move on. And that's why I ended up uh, wrapping up my uh, short career in the world of waiting tables fairly quickly. And it's not because I, I wanted to. Uh, it's not because I wanted to end my uh, 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 pursuit of, 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 of mastery over the waiter game. It's just that I wasn't good at my job. And the key performance indicators, the numbers that they held me accountable to, showed that to be an irrefutable truth. So when we come back, I encourage everybody to get out a sheet of paper and to think about your company and to think about what are the key performance indicators that you need to hold your team accountable to. If you've never held your team accountable to numbers, you are in for a treat. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm Ken P. Lott, and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Professional painting by Ken. Uh, quite a bit of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff I know that I needed to do but didn't know how to do it. Uh, Web page, uh, how to hire people, sales, uh, making a schedule, making programs, I mean just a lot of stuff. I mean it's overwhelming but it's good stuff that you can actually put to practice right away. It's a lot different than I expected. Uh, I've been to different workshops and uh, you're just waiting for the sales punch you know and they give you ideas and stuff but it's always 10 years down the road when you can actually apply the stuff that they're trying to promote and this is not like that at all. It's very ground level, help you start a business and maintain and grow a bigger business. I like it a lot because he makes you feel comfortable, makes you laugh, so it opens you up to receive and hear better. Uh, this is great. It's a lot of interaction. You, you can ask him questions, you can help. He can, I mean, if you don't understand something, he can explain it more. So it's very, very helpful. I mean, it's, they're missing a lot because uh, a lot of businesses uh, probably do some of the steps that he's teaching, but there's so much they can learn and to easy steps that they grow their business even better. It's not like any other workshop I've ever been to. Um, it's very laid back and a lot of information and it's a comfortable setting. It's it's awesome. It's a really good good experience.
All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And my name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year and the founder of Thrive15.com. For anybody who's wondering, you know, what is what is uh, Thrive15.com? Well, years ago, um, a lot of people would say, you know, Clay, I'd, I'd love it if I could pick your brain and if you could help me grow my business. And so I invested time um, into uh, helping uh, people grow their companies. And one by one, the companies that I, I mentored um, grew. And it's not because I'm a genius. It's because that I've chosen to focus uh, myopically on the mastering of uh small business and, and large business growth. Um, I just know how to make that happen. And so um, eventually my wife pointed out, hey, you know what, we're going to have to find a way to, um, we're going to have to find a way to kind of, you know, scale that, you know, may maybe there's a way that you could, you could uh, turn it into a business. And I thought, no, no, you know, business coaching is just something I do. It's something that, uh, you know, I'm good at. And I'll let my other core businesses pay the bills. Well, Vanessa pointed out, you know, and again, I think sometimes it helps an outside person to, to validate you on this. She pointed out, you know, you're really, really good at that. And I think, in fact, you're better at business coaching than you are working as a, a disc jockey. And so it was tough because I was winning all these awards as a DJ, and I thought I was really good at that after spending years uh, not being good at it and, and finally developing, it, the, developing uh, the business into a, the world's largest wedding entertainment company. And so, long story short, I decided to uh, go ahead and to focus on uh, building, um, you know, building what was a, a consulting company called uh, Make Your Life Epic. And so I built that company, and I had a lot of success um, mentoring, again, business owners on, on a full-time basis and helping them grow their companies. And then it, it occurred to me that, you know what, there's got to be a way that we can help thousands of entrepreneurs out there. In, in a scalable way, in, in an affordable way, in a way that no matter where you come from, no matter what financial status that you may have been raised with or whatever environment you may have been raised in, there's got to be a way to build an online education experience for you that um, would be affordable and it, 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 at the very minimum a lot less than the University of Tulsa or the Oklahoma State programs, or these programs where people are graduating. Uh, Sam, do you know of anybody that, uh, you don't have to mention their name or anything, but do you know of anybody who's graduated, uh, maybe someone who went to high school with you, but has graduated from college with an insane amount of student debt? I mean, do you know of anybody who's been like, man, I have got an insane amount of student debt? Do you, do you, do you know of anybody at this point? Oh, I know several people, yes, and <laughs> are not even using their degree. And I, th what I'm seeing is that reality over and over and over is that most people who are going to colleges, they're getting a degree and they're finding themselves on average uh, twenty to $50,000 in debt. And they don't even use their degree, as you said, in their, in their business. And so we built Thrive15.com to be the world's most affordable business school. And so the management classes are taught by Lee Cockrell, the man who used to manage Walt Disney uh, World Resorts. Um, we have found that the PR classes are taught by Michael Levine. Um, he's the PR consultant for uh, Nike, for Pizza Hut, for, I mean, you know, we've, we've, we've discovered that there are some really, really uh, smart people out there that really know their craft, and they were willing to uh, teach the thrivers all around the world how to do what they do well. And so we priced Thrive15.com out to be a dollar for the first month. 
And so if you're looking to, to start or grow a successful company, you now have access to it for just a dollar a month. And then uh, years ago, we were approached by this fine radio station and a few other radio stations, actually, about producing a business radio show where we could actually answer the questions of real thrivers like you. And so that is how we have found each other today. You're listening to the Thrive Time Show on the radio because the, uh, the fine people over there at Scripps Radio realized that there was an unmet need in the marketplace, and there are tons of entrepreneurs out there just like you who have a degree. You've gone through the certifications, and you still weren't taught the specifics that you need to know to make a business grow. And so we have a thriver out there just like you who's a great guy. He's an actual uh, chiropractor, and he, he texts us in this question to 918 918- 851-6920. Again, that number is 918-851-6920. And he asks, what is a good list of clinic key performance indicators for my chiropractic clinic? We are tracking new patients per week and cancellations per week. What are some other key performance indicators that we should be tracking? And so, Sam, I'm going to go through the key performance indicators that they should be tracking one by one. Sam, are you, are you emotionally ready for this hot sauce? I I am very emotionally ready. Have you prepared yourself psychologically? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. So key performance indicator number one is you must track the number of new patients. This is super important because if you don't track the number of new patients, by default, you might think you're doing bad. You might think you're doing well. It'd be like playing a sports uh, game without keeping score. It wouldn't make any sense. It'd be like playing a football game with without keeping score. So it's super important that you track the number of new patients that you have. Now, move number two, and I've worked with a lot of chiropractors. This is move number two, and you should be jotting this down. If you're any kind of medical professional who owns your own practice, you need to jot this down. Key performance indicator number two is you must track the number of cancellations or customers that aren't coming back. And this is huge. Very important that you track the number of customers who are not coming back, because if you have a lot of new customers, but nobody coming back, that could be a sign that you are not um, delivering what your ideal and likely buyer wants. I mean, maybe you're doing a good job, but maybe it's just not what the uh, uh, ideal and likely buyer is willing to pay for. In fact, uh, Bill Gates, who is the, uh, the founder of Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates once said, he said, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. And I think during the moment when you're doing that learning, it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel very good when you're uh, having cancellations. But if you will reach out to and call the people that no longer come back and say, hey, um, we really want to improve our service, and I just want to know um, what can we do to better serve you uh, specifically. Once you collect all that data and you discover that you're getting the same kinds of questions over and over and over again, I think there you're going to find that, Wow, wow, if everyone is saying that they want this change, it probably makes sense to give them this change. And so specifically, I worked with a chiropractor here. Um, this is a couple years back. But people kept saying that it was awkward in the waiting room and that nobody knew what to do next. You know, they said you came in, you were handed a clipboard, you were greeted by a nice person, but there was no, it was just awkward and nobody led the way. Well, we went into that chiropractic center and we discovered there was no overhead music. There was really no uh, decor or ambiance. And we discovered that really, when it was all said and done, the atmosphere just wasn't 
great. It wasn't it wasn't very good. It was just sort of a place where you didn't want to be. The mojo was like a place where you and then the, the person who was supposed to tell you what to do to do next didn't do it. Uh, there was a lot of downtime. People were waiting in line forever. And so you know what we did? We suggested making those changes. And I'm happy to say that by making the changes with the background music, with the decor, with the step-by-step -step systems, they were able to greatly improve the overall uh, retention of clients. And it, it's just, it's fairly amazing how just talking to the people that are no longer doing business with you can dramatically make an impact on your business if you're looking for actionable solutions and answers to the problems that they're presenting. Stay tuned, thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Nikki Warren and I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The name of my business is The Mocha Butterfly and I'm a fashion designer. So I heard about the Thrive Time Business Workshops through a dear friend of mine and I got a chance to meet with Clay and Dr. Z and uh, as I talked to them a little bit more, uh, I love what they were doing and it just made me, you know, more intrigued because I really wanted to grow my business. Well, what I've learned is that uh, for, for my business in particular, uh, marketing is needing to be, you know, get it, I need to step it up a lot more and, and the, uh, just focusing in on some key things to get that really going is going to really get me where I want to go with my goals. I think it's fun. It's a fun atmosphere, uh, which most business-oriented, you know, I'm an artistic, you know, artsy person, and I tend to lose interest very quickly if I don't have something to keep me engaged. And, you know, the humor, the real-life experience, um, and the casualness of it is just really engaging for me, and it's just very relatable. And so, for me, I am having a, a, a ball. Like, I was so excited to come yesterday. I was had... I had butterflies, literally, <laughs> butterflies in my stomach, and uh, I'm just really excited to be here. Well, uh, it's an interesting place. It's got a lot of uh, words of affirmation and quotes and things like that. Very positive environment. Um, the people here are very nice and friendly, and I love the way the uh, room is set up. It's very open space type of uh, model, and um, like I said, it's, it's a... It's more of a casual environment. It's not stuffy and professional. You know, like, it's professional, but it's not stuffy professional. There is a difference. And so it's very warm and inviting here. Love the teaching style. Love the presentation. Uh, very organized and easy to follow. Um, and like I said, the real life experience and the humor just adds that much more to it. I know people who go to different workshops and you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure if they're grasping all of what's being presented there, but I am almost 100% sure that if they come to a workshop like this one, they will get some great golden information that's going to help them meet their goals if they're willing to apply what they hear. There's no upselling here, um, which I, that wasn't really a big concern for me, but if, we're, if I were talking to someone who's very concerned about upselling, I would tell them that they have no worries here and that, like I, you know, I think that this uh, environment is very relaxed, inviting, warm, and engaging. And so even it, it does actually makes you wonder, like, what else, what else is there? I won't lie about that. Uh, so it's kind of more of an independent intrigue rather than someone pushing you into the intrigue of what else is offered. Um, I recommend coming to this workshop because it is um, intimate, an intimate setting, uh, great people. I've met some really cool people doing some cool businesses and the teaching style and the presentation is awesome.
All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio. And inside the box that rocks today, we are we have a pleasure. We have a, a an unexpected visitor. We have Marshall Morris, a, a phenomenal business coach in his own right. He is joining us here, a member of the Thrive15.com business coaching team. He's joining us here inside the box that rocks. Marshall, how are you doing, my friend? I am doing spectacularly, dare I say sensationally, and uh, it's ecstasy when you're next to me. Oh, my. Wow. Just unbelievable, the hyperbole there, the, the excitement, the, the, the pageantry. Now, today, Thrivers, what we're doing is we're answering the questions from real Thrivers like you who've taken a moment out of your schedule to text us at 918-851-6920. 918-851-6920. And we were just talking about how to purchase your own uh, domain, how to purchase a domain if somebody already owns it. And now question number two is focused on the magic of key performance indicators. We have a chiropractor out there in Tennessee who says, what is a good list of key performance indicators for my chiropractic clinic? We're tracking new patients per week and cancellations, but what are the other key performance indicators we should be tracking? And I wanted to make sure that everyone didn't, who, if you just now are tuning in, you didn't miss what we previously talked about. One, definitely track those new patients. And I'm working off the assumption that you, as the listener, are not tracking how many new customers you're having per week because I've been business coaching for over a decade and nobody tracks. It seems like nobody tracks. Probably eight out of 10 business owners do not track by default. Two, you want to track the number of cancellations. And again, I'm working off the assumption that most people are not tracking their cancellations and furthermore when you do have a cancellation bill gates knew what he was talking about when he said your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning what he's saying is you need to call people when they cancel and say hey why did you cancel and when they tell you i canceled because um, i didn't like the service in this case there was a chiropractor i was working with years ago and he kept being told over and over and over when we did the surveys. And they, they had never done surveys. So when we surveyed their customers, they kept saying, it was awkward every time I went in. No one seemed to know what was going on. And what we found is there was no overhead music, which made it seem awkward. And there was no direction from the actual people working there. And so we, he fixed those things. And now today, he's a success story. I mean, he's doing very, very well. And so now we move on to key performance indicator number three. And I'm going to have Marshall break this down for us. You want to track the conversion of new patients because Harvey Mackey, the best-selling author, he says, to me, job titles don't matter. Everyone is in sales. It's the only way we stay in business. Marshall, why is it so important to track the conversion percentage of new patients? Yeah, so I'm going to pull up a tally sheet, a tally sheet from one of the clients that I work with. It's Delrick Clinical Trials, Delrick Clinical Trials out in New Orleans, Louisiana. Big oh, shout nice. out to Tyler and uh, Rachel out there. But they do an incredible job because they track the number of leads that they get every single week, the number of leads that they get every single week. And the reason why that's important is they know how many people are available for them to call right off the bat. So the first number, the first thing that you have to track is how many leads are we getting? Got okay. it. How many leads? Now, the second thing that they track is actually how many people that don't qualify. So it actually takes the number of total leads down because they're doing clinical trials. Not everybody qualifies that applies. So they, they take that down. And that's applicable for every Thriver out there because I know that there's many of you out there who have a higher-end business. Um, as an example... If I inquired um, about, um, let's say, your, your business, and let's say that your business was a country club, 
and I acquired it because I found it in Google, and I was looking for a pool. I'm just looking for a pool to take my kids to for the summer, and I find you in Google, and I apply, and you call me, and you say, hey, are you, re- are you aware that you applied to uh, uh, be a member of a country club? You would be surprised how many people aren't aware of what they applied for or what form they filled out, and I would say, no, I'm not actually interested in a country club. I just wanted my kids to have a pool membership, and that's what we're talking about. If someone doesn't qualify, you can't beat yourself up that they don't qualify for what you offer. So I'm going to give real numbers here, real numbers from uh, actually just last week. Just right, last right, week, yeah. okay? So for last week, they had 149 leads. 149, 149 leads. 149 leads. 149 leads, which was incredible. Incredible. After the people that did not qualify, after the people that did not qualify, they had 123. Wow. Okay, so 26 people did not qualify. They booked 27 patients from those 123. Now, this is the magic of it. You talk about dialing in the conversion rate. That conversion rate is almost 22%. Okay? So 22%. Now, that is a measurable metric that we can coach our sales team on. Hey, why aren't we closing people? Are we not calling our leads? Are they objecting at a certain point? Do they not like what we're offering? Why is it that they're not closing? And now we have a quota that we can hold them accountable to. We can uh, objectively manage that closing percentage. And Dr. J, when you manage that that number, uh, speaking to the Thriver asking the question here, Dr. J, the chiropractor in in Tennessee, um, when when you measure the conversion percentage, you've got to make sure that you are, A, recording the calls, B, that the people who are calling have a script, and C, they're actually making the calls, okay? So you have to make sure that you're tracking those things because if you don't record the calls, if you don't give your team a script, and you're not following up to make sure they are, in fact, making the calls, trust me, they're not going to make the calls. So key performance indicator number four is you have to track, you have to track the number of outbound calls to the potential patients or clients that have not been in for 90 days. And I would just say... Track the total number of outbound calls, period. You have to track how many calls your team is making because a lot of people uh, in, in a sales environment or a medical environment, any type of environment where you have to follow up with leads, Marshall, I mean, if you had to say, you know, because you've worked with so many clients all over the world, but if you had to say, hey, there's, there's 100 clients you're going to work with in the next year, how many of them from your p- past experience are actually calling their inbound leads? I would say about 40% are calling their inbound leads. 40%. So 60% of the people out there are working so hard to generate leads, but you're not even calling them. Yeah, and when you don't break down how many leads you're getting and how many people are actually closing deals, what the closing percentage is, it's really, really easy to say, hey, we need to just market more. When really, we just need to call more leads, and we need to call those leads more frequently. Now, the next notable quotable comes at you from Conrad Hilton. This is the guy who started the Hilton Hotel chain. He says, success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. And that's something that you've got to really, really uh, ponder on and really think about is how much activity is actually going on in your business. Because a lot of times people are saying, well, I'm making you know four outbound calls a day, and I'm just not getting the conversions. Well, if you come into uh, Epic Photography, a company that I started, or Elephant in the Room, you know our callers are required to make a hundred outbound calls per day to end to inbound leads. I mean, there's that means there's for every inbound lead that comes in, we have an army of people making outbound calls. 
Now, the next key performance indicator you want to me- you want to measure is the length of every patient visit. You want to know how long the patients are there because there are some chiropractors, doctors, optometrists, dentists, bakeries, whatever. There are some people out there that believe that something can't be good unless it takes an unbelievably long amount of time. However, uh, quality can still be achieved even when you're doing a lot of quantity. You can do quality and quantity. And you might have some people in your team that just aren't simply moving at a fast enough of a pace. We come back, we're going to teach you more about key performance indicators. Stay tuned, thrivetimeshow.com. My name is O'Neill Bent, and I'm from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I first heard about the uh, business workshops through my wife, Sharita Bent, and uh, I learned a lot more from her. And also got follow-up calls from different members of the organization. Some of the things I've learned uh, about starting my business through Thrive is uh, making sure I'm spending my money on the things I need to spend it on. For instance, uh, like my search engine optimization, uh, my marketing, I'm constantly reviewing the content that I have on my website, and um, that's just a few of the things. The overall experience I've had from the Thrive Time workshop has been uh, wonderful. I love how uh, everything that we learn is practical. It's not based off of book knowledge. It's not based off of uh, someone else's ideas. It's based off things that have actually worked and uh, have been tried and true. When you walk in, I mean, we came into a smell of wood burning. Um, There's a chimney outside, so we walked to the building. And when you get inside, you almost feel like there's like a, I don't know if it's, it's like a pub slash club slash work environment. It just feels really good. You have music blaring, uh, friendly faces, people saying hello. And then when you sit down in your seat, you have uh, nice, uh, comfortable chairs, a wooden desk to work on, um, and everything looks modern. So it's a, it's a really refreshing feeling. Clay's uh, presentation and, and teaching style is very um, efficient effective. It's also endearing though because he's, he's very comical. He'll talk about different things he's been through um, and they're all very funny but he also hits the exact points he needs to hit the right time. Um, you never feel like man is he ever gonna stop talking? You always want to keep listening and then when it's the breath, bathroom break time you're surprised it's already there. So um, I like how he talks about just practical experiences and uh, it's very enjoyable. The interaction of the workshop is, is mostly uh, Clay will, will give you information that you need to know, but then he also opens it up for questions. So there's always this um, question and response type of situation. And then there's certain things where um, he'll direct you to do things, and it's because he knows that that's the way to go. You might question it, but I highly encourage you just to listen and do. And to jump into a business and think that you know everything is... Um, the most prideful, arrogant thing you could ever do. But to come here and to speak to someone who's already done this many times, has directed several businesses, and can give you wisdom and, and information, I think it's, it's wonderful. And I think uh, you, you can never do anything on your own. You have to have other people around you to help you. And he's definitely helpful. The experience I've, ex- I've had at coming to the Thrive Time uh, workshops is I was never upsold anything. I mean, I come in, they do exactly what they say they're going to do, and they leave it up to you to follow up and do the work. And uh, I think that's the way it should be. 
So it's very straightforward and they do what they say. I recommend that everybody should, should check out Thrive Time Workshop because there's so much knowledge and information there that you can use to help you run your business. And like I said before, I, I don't think you can do anything completely on your own. And when you have so much um, resource and knowledge in one area, you can use all of that and, and get exactly what you need. Thrive Nation, welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, sent here to help you make your, your, your income-earning problems disappear. I know there's so many of you out there who work so hard every day, and you really struggle to, to get ahead financially, and I want to help you get out of that trap, that, that cycle of, of earn and spend more than you earn and then get further and further behind. And so today's show, we have a kind of a two-parter show today. Part one is we're answering any of the questions that you have, I any questions at all that the Thrive Nation has. You can, e you can text us to 918-851-6920. That's 918-851-6920. Text us any business coaching questions you have, and we're going to answer them for you right here on today's show. And then during the second portion of today's show, what we're going to be talking about is financial planning and how to really get clarity about your financial future, where you're going, where you've been, but really where you're going. And uh, so we have brought on uh, Phil here with myanchorgroup.com. Uh, That's Anchor Financial. Phil, how are you, Mr. Phil Pickle? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Sir, I, I will tell you just visually, uh, Marshall and I, our lives have improved by, what, 7% since he walked in the box at Bronx? Maybe even 8 Maybe even 8 We're yeah. not going to just make outrageous percentage claims based on non-quantitative uh, data. We're just saying that irrefutably, it's definitely 7% improvement since you've been here, and it could be 8 I, I, how, how does that make you feel? I, I could tell you guys were glowing when I walked in. Absolutely. I, I didn't know it was me. I just thought <laughs> we something are, was going on in here. We are glowing. Okay, so here we go. We had a thriver from uh, Tennessee. He's a chiropractor. He has a successful business. And he did text us. He said, what kind of key performance indicators does a chiropractor or a medical professional need to keep track of? We said, one, you need to track the number of new patients. Two, the number of cancellations. Three, the conversion percentage. Four, the number of outbound calls. Five, the length of a patient visit. As an example, it is mathematically not possible for Dr. Robert Zeller and Associates to provide the prices at the low point they do, because they're very value-focused, they have very low prices, very affordable prices, they could not offer those low prices if they didn't have a certain sense of hustle. If they saw every patient for an hour and a half, they just would not be able to offer you those low prices. Now, this final area I want you to, to track here is you want to track the number of net promoters. Now, Marshall, I'm going to read the definition of net promoters from the Harvard Business Review, but I would like for you to, to share why it is so important to track your net promoter score and how likely people are to refer you. So this is what Harvard Business Review says. They say, by substituting a single question on a survey for the complex black box of the typical customer satisfaction survey, companies can actually put consumer survey results to use and focus employees on the task of stimulating growth. 
goes on to say it is used, the, the net promoter score, is used as a proxy for gauging the customer's overall satisfaction with the company's product or service and the customer's loyalty to the brand. What it means is they ask the customer on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to refer us to your friends and family. That's what the Net Promoter Score is. It's saying, on a scale of 1 to 10, how likely are you to refer us to your friends and family? Marshall, why is it so vital that businesses track this information? Oh, you got to track this, and I'm going to break it down. Anybody that rates you a 9 or a 10 on likelihood to refer you to friends and family, those are your promoters. Whoa, those are the promoters. Those are the people that are going to irrationally continue to refer you without expectation of compensation, Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. Repeat that one more time. That, uh, that was really hot <laughs> sauce. That uh, knowledge bomb right here. Anybody that is a promoter will irrationally continue to promote you without any expectation of compensation. They simply will refer you because they like doing business with you. Knowledge oh, bombs everywhere, knowledge Marshall. Bombs. Okay, okay, keep going. Keep so it going. Then your seven and eight. The seven and eight, these are the people that you're passively doing business with. These are your loyalists. These are the people that will continue to do business with you, but they may not refer you because they're not wowed. You know, Holy uh, uh, Harry Carey has a, a comment for okay. you. Oh! Wow, Harry Carey, he's very excited from the grave. Okay, back to you. And then everybody, zero through six, at that point, these are your detractors. These are the people that may jump ship, jump ship off, oh, oh, whoa, whoa. These are the people that might not continue to do business with you if there's a better solution, a better solution. So you can understand that we need to focus on getting people to that nine or ten because only at that point are people going to refer you business. And we know from other trainings that the cost of retaining a customer and acquiring new referrals from those customers, that is going to be far less than trying to acquire a completely brand new customer. So these promoters are huge for your business. I will give the Thrivers an example. Uh, Phil, you're a financial consultant. Um, you've been doing this for quite a while now. Mm -hmm. um, think about your clients right now. You don't have to name the person. Right. But I know there are people around, around town that you've helped to financially get into a really good spot. You, you, there are business owners who are working super hard, and they didn't have a financial plan, and you've helped them um, create a financial plan, assess where they, are, where they are, create a financial plan, and they have actually referred you to other people and yet you've not paid them to do so. Why is that? Well, you know, they are so glad to have a system that will get them to retirement and, and just be aware that they can have a real retirement, that uh, they feel like they want to share uh, me with, with uh, their friends and colleagues. Now, I want to give the Thrivers a, a personality interjection about this, too. There's a movie called... Um, the Zookeeper's Wife. Marshall, have you seen this yet? I haven't seen this. Do I need to see this? Well, because we're on the radio, I will tell you, yes, you should see it. It's a good movie. I like the movie. Sam, you like the movie too? Oh, yeah. Okay, it's a movie uh, set in the time of Nazi Germany where Poland gets invaded and a woman who manages a zoo with her husband uses the zoo as a place to hide uh, Jewish people fleeing the... Uh, you know, the, the complete destruction of a people. You know, Hitler was out there trying to completely uh, uh, conduct genocide and, and, and remove an entire race of people from the planet, and she decided to use her zoo as a place to um, house people of Jewish ancestry 
and to save them from Hitler and to free them. And she did it very successfully. She saved dozens and dozens of people. And I liked the movie so much. You know what I did, Marshall? What did you do? Told no one. <laughs> and do you know why I tell no one? Why? I'm not a talker. I know oh. I have a talk radio show, but I'm being this is being real. Did you go leave a Google review for the movie? No, and I'm going to tell you, this is what I do, and I'm just being totally blunt about it. Okay. I don't say a lot when I'm around people. So I do a radio show, and I do workshops, and, I, and if it's related to business, I can show you how to start a business and grow one, but I am not ever going to be your net promoter. And no matter how great the service is, as a general rule, I, I just internalize it. I liked it. It was a great thing. Um, but I, I typically don't run around town promoting things that I'm not. I just wouldn't in normal conversation. So you would be an example of a passive or a passive. like a neutral, a neutral in this scenario. Right. But Harvard, when they conducted their study, they found there are certain people who are they're basically either viral promoters or detractors. So as an example, my mother-in-law, she works at Massage Envy. She's a, a facial massage therapist lady. She has to share with you anything that she loves for psychological reasons that I don't understand. So if she loves the movie, for her it's cathartic, Marshall, to share with you that she liked the movie. And furthermore, she wants to implore you to see the movie. So I want to ask you, Marshall, personality type-wise, when you see an awesome movie or hear a great song... Do you typically tell people about it, or are you more of an internalization kind of guy? Oh, I got to tell people about it. You I do, gotta, yeah, because um, a good example is uh, my uh, my friends down at the Melting Pot. The Melting Pot. Oh, the Melting Pot. The the melting Pot. Riverwalk Melting the Pot. Ri the Riverwalk Melting Pot. The one right by us. The one right by us. Okay. Okay. So I took a date there, and they um, the the meal was you know met my expectations. It was a nice restaurant, met my expectations. Now, I wasn't wowed until the next day. Really? They, they called me. They said, hey, thank you so much for coming in last night. We appreciate your service, and please let us know if there's anything else that we can do moving forward. The restaurant called me to see if there was anything else that I needed, and that was such an amazing thing to me. I had to tell at least five people about it. And so this is what I want the Thrivers to, to understand. Step one, you want to make it your passion to wow every customer. So you want, you want to go over the expectations. Whatever it is that they expect, you want to do more than that because doing more than that is the best thing for your business. The most selfish thing you could do is to wow people. But two, understand there are certain people that will not promote any business regardless of how much effort you put into it. So you want to get a good uh, feeling for who your net promoters are, and you want to focus your marketing dollars on reaching out to your net promoters. Because if you do that, they can't help themselves. They're going to refer people to you. So it's very, very, very important. One, you know who your promoters are. And two, that you actually promote to your promoters. When we come back, we're going to learn all about financial planning. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. I'm Sam Parker. Okay. I'm Karina Parker. We live here in town. Um, we're looking to be in like the food industry. ThriveTime workshops, we've learned about advertising and what we need to do to get our name out there, what we need to do to get to the top of Google. You know, the necessary steps that we need to take right now to get to where we want to be. The Thrive Time Workshop experience is, is really um, encouraging and it's, it's great hands-on um, information and stuff that we can relate to because we're able to talk to people here that are going through the same stuff that we are. There's motivation everywhere. If you don't feel motivated, then something's wrong with you. It's, it's very upbeat. all over the walls. Yeah. 
Uh, he's very funny, uh, like a comedian, but at the same time, he wants you to learn. And so if you have any questions, he's willing to help you and uh, talk you through anything, any questions that you have, but at the same time making it fun and encouraging for you. He's also very candid. He doesn't hold anything back that most people are like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't say that because it's offensive. Yeah, you can tell he, he's being real. He doesn't real. care about offending people. No, he just wants to help you. <laughs> so I heard an advertisement that said to leave your wallet at home, and I mean, that's what it's been the whole time. It hasn't been like, oh, make sure you stop by our table in the back and buy 10 books and sign up for a two-year subscription with us. It was just like, hey, you know, what we do offer, there wasn't pressure, and it's a month-to-month -month thing. It's not like you're signing your life away. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I'm the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, the father of five human kids, and a guy, uh, Marshall, I got to tell you, I am, I am pumped up. I am pumped up about the Thrive Nation right now. I have never been more excited about the Thrive Nation than right now. It, it, for anybody that's listening, you have got to come to our headquarters during one of our conferences. We have We Are Thrive Nation painted up huge on the wall. You got to come take a picture of it at our next conference. So it's going to be um, incredible. Absolutely. When you come out to a workshop, I'm just telling you, you get the chance to meet people just like you who are great thrivers. They're people that want to move beyond just surviving. And here is uh, uh, something that happened at just, just this past weekend. It blew my mind. Blew my mind. Sorry if I distorted your radio by being so loud when I said blew your mind. But here's the deal. Melissa, she's a thriver, and she realized that my eight-year-old, or sorry, that my uh, nine-year-old son has a landscaping business. Because I just sort of mentioned it. I say business. My son basically uh, said, Dad, I really want to buy a 48-inch Husqvarna riding mower. And he is nine. I, I'm not into landscaping gear. I, I've never, Phil, I've never spoken to him about, you know, landscaping equipment. I've never said, you need to get into this. This is something I'm passionate about. But through the magic of YouTube, he's become obsessed with riding lawnmowers. Do, Phil, can you relate to this, or are you not a landscaping kind of guy? I'm not a super landscaping type of guy. I do know what a lawnmower is. I'm trying to relate to him, and I don't even understand what's going on. So he fixates his mind on it, and I understand that. He's obsessed with it now. It's now his magnificent obsession. And he says, Dad, can I get a mower? And he keeps asking me every day. So here's the deal I came up with. is I said, listen, Santa, Santa Claus... I have spoken to him, and he has told me that if you do not get into any altercations with your sisters, you know, we homeschool our son, and we have a teacher that also comes in to work with him. If you do not get into any altercations with your sisters, that he would be willing to send his best elf you know, to, get, to deliver said lawnmower. But you've got to be, I mean, I'm talking, he's watching you. You're on the naughty list right now. This is not a good thing for you. You have got to change the game. So he changed the game. It was like, like night and day. He's a new guy. So he's on the game for about four months. And then one day we're on a trip and he loses his mind. He makes a bad decision followed with another bad decision. He's got two in a row, four in a row. He's figuring, what the heck, I made five in a row. Might as well make ten in a row. Next thing you know, it's a, ba it's a bad trip. We're gone. He, we, we get the information from the, you know, the, the grandmothers and they're going, things didn't go so well. And so I told him, I said, hey, I, I ran, went to the office. And uh, guess who was there? And he's like, who? I said, there's an elf. And he says, come on, Dad. There's no elf at the office. I said, no. I'll tell you this. First off, there was an elf. And second, I was in the bathroom. And just man law, you don't look another man in the eye at the urinal. And that's where I ran into it. And so he told me that you're not getting the, the mower 
And I, and I and I'm not going to question. I'm like, okay, you know, you don't even shake someone's hand in the bathroom. You, you just didn't sort debate of, with them. You didn't debate with them there at the urinal. No, because he could have violated man law. Oh, okay, he, here okay. is, is a new third party engaging in a first time conversation with me while I'm at the urinal, and I'm going, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to turn to him, look him in the eye, and say, who are you? You know. But he identified himself as an elf. He knew the situation. He said, your behavior's been bad, so you're going to get a lump of coal. So long story short, because I loved, I enjoyed the theatrics of it. I presented him. I wrapped in the Christmas gifts i wrapped coal so phil he opened up his gifts and he got lumps of coal he starts crying part of me felt bad the other part of me didn't feel bad at all and then sam our producer teamed up with us and sam you had the husk of arnie you, you delivered it you picked it up from where did you go get this thing uh, i picked up at lowe's so you picked it up at lowe's you had it on a flatbed trailer you knock on the door you got a santa hat on and aubrey's pumped is he not no he well not at first. He's crying his eyes out. He's crying, trying to figure out what's going on. But once he figured out, he got the mower. He's oh, yeah. He, he, I, we couldn't get him off the mower. So one of our thrivers out there, Melissa, said, hey, you know what? I would like to give the guy a little shot. So she went to MotownTulsa.com, M-O-W, uh, Town, Tulsa.com, and she, she took a challenge. And she said, you know what? I, I know the first mow is free, and I'm going to give him a chance. So we go out there uh, this past Sunday, and he's mowing the lawn for free. He walked up to the person and said, hey, Miss Melissa, thank you so much. I want to earn your business, and I, I want to over-deliver. You know, thank you. So he's mowing the lawn. You know, he's doing the weed, the weed eater. And then he gets to a point where he decides the most efficient thing to do would be to not have me watch him, but for me to actually do the weed eater while he mows. <laughs> so somehow I don't ever do any outdoor line landscaping. Somehow I'm now... Working for a man who, it was his birthday, he just turned 10, so somehow now I find myself working for my 10-year-old son who's demanding, he's like, Dad, come on, we gotta, we gotta go, we gotta, come on, come on, Dad. So I'm going around there, you know, weed-eating, and then Melissa, she totally, she, I, this is why I'm thankful for you, you realized it was his birthday, and he wanted to mow on his birthday, and so you wanted to be nice and give him something, even though the first mow is free, and uh, I'm like, no, no, you can't do it. So she totally destroys the kid economy because typically you can pay a kid, you, know, you can pay a kid twenty bucks for a month. Right. She gives him a twenty dollar tip, and I'm like, you can't give him a twenty dollar tip. This is like a whole month. I mean, the kid currency is now. This is like this would be like somebody going back into the '70s, you know, and giving you a thousand dollars. In the '70s, that'd be worth like six grand now. Right. And so, uh, a little segue here. One, Thrive Nation, thank you so much. And two. Inflation. You go back to 1971, you could buy a brand new house for under 40 grand. And today you could buy a new house for hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so, Phil, if we're not out there, you know, being intentional about where we're putting our money, we're not going to, our money's not going to grow in value over time. And so we're talking now with, with Phil Pickle from My Anchor Financial about how to safely grow your money. So, Phil, tip number one you have here is create a plan that won't make you live like a monk. What, what do you mean by creating a plan that won't make you live like a, like a monk? Well, uh, it's been my experience. If, if uh, you don't have a plan that allows you to still live your life, that plan's not going to last. We come up with a plan that will help you uh, systematically put money away money that you can get to in an emergency, because that's another factor that will uh, stop uh, your saving, uh, is if emergency comes up, you go get the money, and the plan's over. You quit, you quit saving at that point. Um, we're trying to do an overall plan that will get you to saving, uh, get you in the habit of saving, 
and we'll grow you a nest egg and get you a real retirement. I'm going to pick on Marshall Morris, our business coach here. So I'm going to I'm going to try to take you Marshall, I'm going to try to take you down. You're going to try and take me down. Try to blindside you. Try Whoa. to make it where you end up with psychological nudity on the radio for Whoa. all of Tulsa. They, they, okay, now here's the thing is, you're a, you are what I would call a diligent doer. If you didn't work with me, I would still call you the same thing. You're a crazy guy who actually prides yourself on being regimented, being measured, uh, doing crazy things like saving money, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's say that you, how old are you right now? Are you 45? Are you 22? How yeah, old are you right yeah now? I'm 26. 26. So let's go into the future. Okay. And let's say that you're now my age. Okay. You're 36. <laughs> what? And, and let's say you're 36 and you haven't saved anything at all because that's a typical scenario, right, Phil? It's absolutely a typical scenario. So a business owner has been working hard and has saved nothing. What, Marshall, what questions would you have for Phil with my anchor financial group. Okay, here's the here's what probably I was thinking about this while you're talking. Sure. Um what is the best age to start saving? Do I wait till I own a big business or do I start saving now or it, because you know, I think um the question if I was going to ask my younger self mm. is like should I be saving at 22? Should I be saving at 18? Should I start now at 26? Should I wait till I'm owner Ooh. of multiple businesses at tough, 36 tough and then question. invest more? But when should I start saving? He starts with the tough questions, Phil. They'll get oh, easier yeah, from here. Yeah. Well, yesterday is what I always tell people. Yesterday. Yesterday. Start saving. You should have started saving so yesterday. I'm so I'm behind. Right. You're okay. always behind. But that's because the miracle of compounding interest, you want to start as soon as possible. Even if it's just a small amount, just what you can do, just to get in the habit. It's all about habits. Um, getting in the habits of putting money back and then you see it grow and then you see it get bigger and bigger and you want to put more and more back and we map you out a program to get you to a real retirement and then you're in control you're in control you're not relying on the government or family to fund your retirement you're in control of your retirement. You can retire at 55. You can retire at 85. It's up to you. Now, we have some of the most intelligent listeners on the planet. I mean, we have, there's, there's other stations in Tulsa that people could be listening to. And, and really, we have, the, we have a, a monopoly. If, you're, if you have a, a brain that is functioning at the peak performance, we know that that's, this is the show that you listen to one, for two reasons. One, you like to learn something you didn't know. And two, by contrast, you leave the show feeling better about yourself, knowing that a person with as little talent as what I have is running the show. You go, man, I, if, if he can do that show, then I can do anything. So you leave feeling good by contrast. But here's a fun factoid for you about other people, not about you. According to a brand new survey that came out from bankrate.com, this was published in Forbes, just 37% of Americans, not you people, but other people, have enough savings to pay for a $500 or $1,000 emergency. The other 63% would have to resort to measures like cutting back spending in other areas, charging to a credit card, or borrowing money from family and friends. Oh, Marshall, you coach with a lot of businesses. Why is that? Are people saying, I want to be poor? I mean, are there other business owners out there who say, my number one goal is to not save any money at all because I, me saving, you know, the Antichrist is coming any moment at all. I mean, any moment he could be here. And so what I'm doing is I'm not going to save because that's what he wants me to do. And so I'm going to spend it all. Why aren't people saving, Marshall? And so here's here's what I see with a lot of businesses. And it's not that they are so against saving. 
it's I think sometimes they get so aggressive with wanting to grow the business. I need to hire the next person. I need to spend all of my money on marketing. I need to buy the next piece of equipment and completely forget about putting money aside for the future growth, the future retirement of the business. And so whether it be $1,000 or $500 or as much as you can every single month, it's important to, like Phil said, you know, start the habit of saving because what you might be doing is not uh, in con it's not uh, maybe in opposition of saving, but rather just uh, forgetting to do it. Phil, right. educate the entrepreneur out there who's uh, he's aggressively earning. He's growing as fast as he can, but he's saving nothing. What tips, feedback, advice would you have? You got to step back and make a plan, make a budget, just like you do your business plan, and you got to pay yourself. You got to pay your future self. Because uh, you don't know what you're going to need in the future business-wise. You don't know what you're going to need in, in the future retirement-wise unless you sit down and, and make a plan. Because so many people, they just, okay, I want to save. Wanna, what do I save? Uh, how much do I save? Where do I put it? Um, is this going to be enough? They have all these questions, and so they end up doing nothing. Because they don't, well, I could put $50 a month away, but would that really even matter? Um, what's my number? Uh, that's where we come in, and we sit down with you, and we, and we basically put a plan together. What's your website? What's your phone number? How can people get in touch? If someone says, okay, okay, enough, I want to get in touch, what's the number? What's the website? You can uh, get more information at anchorfinancialgroup.com, and then uh, if you want uh, you know, to speak with us, you can call us at 918-591-2880. Now, Thrive Nation, here is, here is something I, I want to, because I empathize with you. I believe if you're ever going to leave the wage cage... You must start with a little bit of rage. I, I really do believe that um, when you go out there and start a business, nobody gives a crap about your business at all. People say, oh, man, if you opened up that bakery, I would totally be there right away. So people say, oh, if you open up that DJ company, I'll hire you for my wedding. But no one does. And so you have to have a little bit of that pig-headed determination. You've got to go 90 miles an hour. People are going to have their meetings and their committees, but you've just got to shut up and get something done. And then once you get into orbit, you know, once you're making some profit, now you've got to slow down a little bit. It's almost like two different mindsets. And I think that can be very hard for a lot of people. But I want to leave you with this capstone thought before we go to break. One, go to Oklahoma Joe's and experience the, the finer side of life. Have some of the world's best baked beans. Have some of those burnt ends. Treat yourself to a great lunch. And two, Phil said the best day to start saving was yesterday. Stay tuned. ThriveTimeShow.com. My, my name is Sean Lohman, and I'm from here in Tulsa, actually, Owasso. I own a residential redevelopment company, so I buy properties, and then I fix them up, and then I sell them for a profit. Well, Thrive is very non-industry specific. So when we come here, there's business owners from all different aspects of business. You know, they're doing all different industries. And he's teaching us how to look at it from that angle because he's, he owns nine businesses. Clay Clark owns nine businesses. So he's, he knows what's in common with all of them. So he's teaching these big principles, things like just the backbone of how a sales conversation should look or specifically what your, your marketing campaign needs to look like in order to make it be sustainable. Um, those are some of the biggest things that I'm going to take away and implement immediately. It's, a, it's an intimate environment. You know, there's less than less than 30 people here, business owners, so you get a chance to ask questions, and it's just really informative and um, inspiring. Oh, this place is cool. There's a lot going on in here. There's a lot to look at. Um, 
there's a lot of uh, inspiring and motivational things on the walls and lots of accomplishments and just uh, a very cool yet productive atmosphere. I'm coming in here yesterday and you know we're there's a sales team in here it was Friday so you know they're they're ringing appointment bells and hitting gongs when they're making sales and it's just a really um, motivating environment to be in to see you know how this how this business is done basically. Clay's presentation style is really great. This is kind of a no BS, very direct sort of style, but he'll also get you know non-specific with, with what he's teaching and then he'll get very specific and he'll use stories throughout the process to really help it connect to you and, and make it implementable. Consistently, he is, he's offered an opportunity to ask questions at the end of each workshop. And so that's really where, you know, the learning takes place, is asking those questions and, and getting those direct answers so that we can, you know, take those action items away from that. Uh, I don't see enough questions being asked, and sometimes that's just natural. Um, but if people are missing out on the opportunity to ask questions, they're missing out on the opportunity to learn. And so if there's anything that's going to stop you from learning and growing, it's you. If you're here, you're going to learn and grow as long as you're motivated to do that. And these other seminars that I've, I went to six actually in the last year. So uh, of these six, uh, at, at every single opportunity, you know, at the end, always, there's always a back of the room thing. Hey, you can spend a little money here and get this or that or this. And although those things are helpful, that's not always necessarily the best feeling we want to get. So he wants us all to know, and he's very clear about the fact that he's not trying to upsell us anything. His motivations are different. He's not trying to sell us. He's trying to help us. He's trying to mentor us. And he's very open about it. So I'd say it's, it's awesome. That aspect of it's awesome. We need more people who are motivated in this world. We need more people who are willing to become entrepreneurs, who are willing to create jobs. We need more of that. There's not enough of it. So that's, the, to me, the message. That's the, the goal is mentor a million people is this company's idea. And it's a beautiful idea and I'm behind it 100%. So I wanna contribute in any way I can as I move forward. This is just awesome. All right, Thrive Nation, welcome back into the conversation. It is the Thrive Time Show on your radio where we talk about what you need to do to make your business a successful venture. And one of the one of the, the things, one of the challenges I've discovered is that so many of us as entrepreneurs are so busy working all the time. We're doing whatever we need to do to produce a profit, to sell things, to make money, to get that business off the ground. And when you get into that habit of just going fast, moving faster, faster, move fast, go, go, fast, fast. But then eventually you've got to take your foot off the gas and you've got to realize that, holy crap, I'm 40. Oh, man, I'm in my 30s. Jeez, I'm 50. And you're going to have to take time out to plan the financial future that you want and to create the financial future you want, to design the lifetime that you want as opposed to just reacting. And I will tell you that is harder to do uh, than it sounds for many, many people because you're just, you feel like, you know, you, today's not a good day to start planning. I, I'll do it tomorrow. But really what Phil had said, Phil with My Anchor Group Financial, this is Phil Pickle with MyAnchorGroup.com. Uh, he is just a wealth of knowledge about financial planning. And he told us you need to start yesterday. If you're going to start investing, you needed to have started yesterday. But his tip number one was create a plan that won't make you live like a monk. Okay, create a plan. Two, when you create that plan, you've got to actually execute the plan there, Phil. I mean, if you sit down with somebody and you help them create a plan, um, talk to me about, you know, where people tend to get off the, the tracks a little bit. They get off, you know, they, they fall off the, the summit. They, things were going well. Next thing you know, you see them on the side of the road in the ditch. What's going on? 
Well, uh, typically what happens is uh, sometimes they put too big of a plan right from the start together, and they start wanting to throw all this money in there, and they find some trouble, you know, have a bad month or a bad year, and uh, they got to take that money out. Or uh, sometimes, and I know none of your listeners would be doing this, but sometimes they see that money growing there, and they think about a boat that would be really nice out on the lake. Yeah, nice boat on the lake. Yeah, how how that would uh, um, probably not help the retirement plan, but it would make them feel good now. And uh, they take that money out and they they buy a boat. Um, But some of the more serious things is, you know, somebody can become disabled and all of a sudden they don't have cash flow, they can't work their business, and they don't have money coming in, and their retirement plan obviously suffers. And, uh, you know, there's things like that, that that get people off track. And and that's why we have a program that kind of encompasses all that, has those pitfalls bit built in, how we can get around them and uh, just get you, keep you on path. Now, Thrive Nation, I, I, I will give you a notable quotable now that uh, you might want to get out a, a sheet of paper, uh, a, a pen, a notepad, something to write this down, because this notable quotable um, consistently blows my mind every time I hear it. This is from Benjamin Franklin. This is the guy who was one of the founding fathers of the United States. He's a renowned uh, polymath, meaning he's an expert in many areas. I mean, he was an author, a printer, a political theorist, a politician, a Freemason, a scientist, a postmaster, uh, an inventor. I mean, he's unbelievable. The guy invented bifocals. He invented the uh, the Franklin stove. I mean, he helped. He this guy helped actually negotiate um, the the w- with the French to get them to invest in the United States so that we could win the win the war versus the Redcoats versus the British. I mean, we would not have arguably won the war in our independence without Benjamin Franklin and his contributions. And he says, "If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail." So, so Phil, for somebody who says, "No, nah, I'll deal with it later," what would you say? What what kind of if someone says? I mean, because you can't say super rude things right. to potential clients, right? Because that's not a move. Right. But if somebody's saying, just give it to me, just just tell me if you could just go off and tell the listener what you want what you want to say with your I mean, totally this has nothing to do with you and my anchor financial. You're just saying no matter who you use for a financial planner, talk to me about the importance of planning. Well, what I try to get them to envision is their old self talking to their current self. Mm. And what would he say to you, um, you know, 30 years from now, what would your old self be telling you to do for retirement? And then I kind of, I talk about how people are are trying to live on Social Security and how they they have a survivorment. They don't have a retirement. They have a survivorment. They are surviving. They're not retired. They're surviving. So I uh, talk to them about that, and then I get uh, to showing them what they need to put aside. I can get the actual number to get the real retirement that they want, and how can we get to this number? How can we get you to putting that back? And then it's all, all about putting the plan together and then working the plan. But you've got to have a plan. You can't do this on your own. You can't. Be, I've seen people fail and fail because they don't know how much to put away. They're just throwing money in there, and then if they need it for something, they get it back out. I'll put more in. And they don't have a plan. They don't have an end result. And so they don't stick with it, and they never, it never becomes a habit. Well, move number three, as we're teaching today about how to safely grow your money, move number one is create that plan. Move number two is hold yourself accountable to that plan. Move number three, you got to ask yourself, what if bad things happen? I mean, you, you have to t- take the time to, to ask yourself that. And I was doing some research there 
uh, Phil, I was running. I was running. It got kind of weird, but I was running around the cemetery. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, the, what's the one over there off Memorial? It's like Fifty First and Memorial. Does anybody know the, the? Maybe the Thrive Nation knows. But there's a there's a cemetery, kind of a big one. It like I think it's Fifty First and Memorial. Mm-hmm. Do you know the name offhand? Do you, does, it, does it ring a bell? Sam, do you know the name of that thing? Is it Memorial Park or something? I, I don't know the name of it, but I live right next to it. Okay, so I think, I, so I think I, it is Memorial Park. I think it is. Okay, like yeah. So I I was running around there, and I was running up to different grades grave sites, and I'm going, hey. Did you? When did you plan on dying? And I'm looking, and I and I and I, I didn't get a lot of responses. Right. So I started right. doing some kind research of with some people uh, who I know, and, and basically I've determined from the research that I could do is hard to get feedback from actually dead people. Right. But 100% of people typically die on a day that they did not plan for. Wow. They no. didn't like typically, you know, say, ah, oh, well, Tuesday, uh, it's 4 p.m. That's when I'm good. I mean, typically that's not a move. Right. Right. So talk to me about why it's important to embrace the fact that bad things are going to happen. Yeah, I mean, we, we cover all that in, in, our, in our program because things will happen, and they don't necessarily have to be as tragic as death um, to ruin your retirement plan. Uh, there'll, be, there'll be pitfalls that uh, can happen um, that will get you off track and get you out of the habit. Uh, but we have several things in our program that helps that from happening and even helps if, if something like death or a disability or something, a heart attack or something like that that obviously is going to affect your retirement plan, we have ways that uh, you can still have a retirement um, with, with those things happening. Now, Thrive Nation, uh, the, a big concept I want to put into your brain here is that bad things are definitely going to happen. I thought it was a positive show. No, bad things are definitely going to happen. And I, I, I have found it time and time again that you must, this is a, a mindset that all successful entrepreneurs have. You must plan for the worst, plan for the worst, but also hope for the best. I mean, you want to be optimistic. You want to hope that the future is better than the past, but you need to plan as though things are going to be bad. And if you don't do that, you end up in a really bad situation. And I just, I don't want to be negative, but I find, I find it's almost a universal thing that optimistic entrepreneurs tend to be blindsided by the realities of business. As an example, if you're in business, you're going to be sued. If you're in business, over time, you're going to have a key man uh, leave. You're going to have a person who you count on get up and leave. And so I encourage everybody to stay tuned. We're going to show you how to plan the financial future that you want right here on the thrivetimeshow.com. My name is Tyler Schultz with Witness Security from here in Tulsa. Well, I actually started listening to uh, Thrive on the radio, 1170, and then I got my dad into uh, listening to the show. And then it actually turned into Clay gave us a call and uh, we started actually working with Clay on a weekly basis. He's helped us drastically when it comes to the SEO getting us high, a little bit higher in different markets. Uh, we then he offered the conference and just learned a lot when it comes to the sales and uh, the employee side of things. It's gonna help our business drastically. Oh, very. Uh, intuitive just uh, pulling you in to break down each part of your business uh, the interview process the employee process uh, if employees not working out you let them go it's a drastic experience you just have to come and check it out I mean there's so many things that they can help you with
Clay's a funny guy. Uh, he just wants to get into each and every uh, person's business and help you out. Oh, I know I've asked a couple of questions and he's uh, broken down that question and answered it uh, in several different ways. There, there are so many different things. The SEO, uh, first and foremost, he will help you get the, the more business coming in. And then once that is coming in, then he uh, helps you with the employee process of, uh, do I need to hire more people? Do I need, what, what do I need to put in place? And he gets you there. You hear of all the other different type conferences, and I, I myself have never been to one, but uh, the walking on coals and all that stuff, that just seems like a bunch of hype that isn't really needed. And I know of several people that have gone to those type conferences, and yet they haven't, because there's no action, actionable deals, you really don't have any moving forward steps. It's just hype, and it's not needed. Well, just the cost in and of itself versus $6,000 for one conference and no actionable steps versus $1,500 and there is actionable steps. Uh, you can't beat it. All right, all right, and all right. Welcome back to the Thrive Time Show on your radio. My name is Clay Clark. I am the former SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, the father of five incredible humans and the owner of multiple chickens we have bunnies we have cats camp clark and chicken palace is, is always expanding and one thing else that we're kind of always focused on here at the thrive time show is one is i'm always trying to expand my collection of trees i'm always trying to plant a new tree every week i plant at least one tree that's something i'm into but the other thing i'm into is helping you grow your business week by week and i have found that wealth is built not through a one-time event or a big overnight success story. What I have found is that wealth is built on a daily basis. Wealth is based upon your diligent discipline. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's committing, it's making a decision one time to do something uh, for a long time. As an example, if you automate your savings, so let's say that you get a hold of my anchor financial group. If you get a hold of myanchorgroup.com, if you get a hold of Phil Pickle and his team, and you made a one-time decision. You made a one-time, and this is a, a, a 30 minutes of your life. You say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to take out 5% of what I earn the rest of my life and put it into some kind of savings vehicle. That one decision could literally, could actually produce for you a compound interest. It could produce for you a massive amount of fruit throughout the, your lifetime as it grows interest, and it grows and grows and grows in value. And it could be a game changer, but you have to first start. You have to take the first step. And so we're talking about how to safely grow your money. And this third tip is you've got to make sure that you are embracing the fact that bad things will happen. Uh, Phil, again, for anybody out there who's listening, this says, no, bad things won't happen. I don't want to speak it over myself. I want to be positive. What would you say to him? Let's say that you have to prepare for it and you have to put it in your plan. Um, you're not planning for bad things to happen, but you have to have a plan if they do. And that's where uh, we come in and we point some of those things out and we try to avoid all the, the pitfalls that uh, could, you know, sidetrack your retirement. Now, Thrivers, move number four, uh, tip number four, area number four as it relates to how to safely grow your money is you have to plan on disability, death, and key employees leaving. 
And our, our fun, our, our, the, the fun police here over at Forbes, they did research on this, and they found that the average worker today stays at his or her, his or her job for 4.4 years, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. However, oh, this is, this is where it gets a little bit weird here. However, with millennials, it's half of that. Mm. So the average millennial mm. does not ever stay at a job for more than two years. It goes on to say, talent acquisition managers and heads of human resources make a valid case for their wariness of resumes filled with one- to two-year stints. They question such an applicant's motivation, skill level, engagement on the job, and their ability to get along with other colleagues. So Forbes is saying, hey, you know, big companies are worried that employees today are job hopping, but meanwhile, that's the trend, is people are job hopping. So, Phil, why do you have to plan for disability, death, and key employees leaving? And maybe how do you plan for that? Well, you, you have to plan for it. Like I said, you, you have to, to plan for bad things to happen. Um, you have to make a plan for it. And the reason that, um, you know, we, we come in there and we show them how to, these pitfalls are able to get around them, they, uh, they know then, well, hey, I don't plan for bad things to happen, but I have a plan for if bad things happen. And one thing, you mentioned, you know, losing a key man. I mean, that can be really uh, tough for a business. Uh, you lose somebody you count on. We have, we have programs that will not only help keep your key employees in place, but also help you, the business, if they were to go. Um, really? That's a thing? Yeah. Wow, what, what, what kind of programs do you have? Well, it's, it's called Key Man Insurance. Uh, you Whoa! Know, yeah, they really, name there. Really, really thought a lot on that, on that title, but that's what it's known in the industry as Key Man Insurance. And basically, it's there um, as a benefit for the employee if they stay with you, but if they were to leave at some point or if they were to die or something like that, it would provide the business with uh, the funds to uh, hopefully find a good replacement. And uh, so the business wouldn't suffer while you were finding that replacement. Now, Thrivers, if you're taking fast and furious notes here today, you are not alone here. We're all taking notes here, trying to keep up with the, with all these tips that, that Phil is, is giving us here. Phil with MyAnchorFinancialGroup.com. Um, the, next, the next move is you want to automate your savings. Um, why is it so important that you set an amount, you set an agreement, you somehow come up with a plan, and then you just set it and forget it. I mean, talking the economy goes up, the economy goes down, stock markets go up and down, there's recessions, there's massive growth, there's bull markets, there's uh, drama in North Korea, there's things that could happen, there's just there's a lot of ups and downs of the market. Why is it so important to set it and forget it and to actually automate your savings? Well, it comes back to getting in the habit of saving money. Uh, what we automate, we get used to it just just coming out. I mean, think about uh, all the companies now that want to do the direct drafts to make your payments right out of your checking account. Well, why do you think they do that? Because it's uh, consistent. It'll happen. Right. And and you've got to make a call to get get a draft to stop. You gotta you gotta do something. You 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 know. Otherwise, it's automatically coming. Your payments coming out. And that's how we automate your savings. You get in the habit of it automatically coming out to where you've got to do something to make it stop. Um, you've got to make a call, uh, something that, uh, you know, that takes effort. Because that's the way we get people in the habit of putting it back. Otherwise, you've got to make a call to, to, to save every month, and you probably won't do it. Right, exactly. And you're probably, people are going, you know, I'd rather have some ice cream. Right. I'd rather have some, 
I think I'll go ahead and get some more ice cream. I think I'll go ahead and take that boat tour. I, you know, I'm in Hobby Lobby. I might as well go ahead and buy that. Uh, oh, that's seventy percent off. I'll get that. That's eighty percent off. And it's well, saving money. It's saving. I'm saving money by getting <laughs> by spending more money today. I'm gonna go ahead and do it. I'm gonna save some money. I'm gonna get twelve towels at Bed Bath and Beyond because it's 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 a big savings today. And 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 retail. The marketing world, they're all pushing you to spin, 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 spin. But Lee Cockrell, the former executive vice president of Walt Disney World Resorts, writes this. He says, what gets scheduled gets done. You know, he's one of our Thrive15.com mentors. He used to manage a a team of close to 40,000 employees. That's four, zero, comma, zero, zero, zero. And and I will tell you that that we are so honored to have um, Lee not only as a, a member of the team, but as a mentor on Thrive15.com because people like you who are looking for affordable business school, you know, you're, you're in a world right now where, where Tulsa University could cost you a hundred grand to go there or more. Uh, we had one thriver who said he was spending like 50 grand a year going to a private uh, college. Another thriver who said he's spending close to 60,000 a year. But we have built Thrive15.com to be the world's most affordable business school. It's only $1 for your first month of Thrive15.com. So if you've ever wanted to start or grow a successful company, I highly recommend that you go to Thrive15.com right now. Don't wait. Don't delay. Get up there to Thrive15.com and get in the habit of learning because what you feed the mind, your, your mind is what the mind is fed, right? The mind is what the mind is fed. And also we have in-person workshops that have been game changers for people. And if you want to learn more about the in-person workshops and the one-on-one business coaching, go to thrivetimeshow.com. Once again, that's thrivetimeshow.com. And and you you can learn everything you've ever needed to know about one-on-one business coaching, the online school. Uh, You can learn more about the actual podcast. If you want to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode, it's all up there for you at thrivetimeshow.com. And when we come back, we're going to get more into how to design the financial future that you want right here on the thrivetimeshow.com. Jensen uh, Watts. We have she has a photography business that we're trying to get um, up and growing. So I, you know, listen to talk radio. I drive a lot for work, um, and you know, got tired of listening to radio all the time. And I can't plug my phone into my truck; it's it's too old. Um, and so, you know, one day the Thrive Show was just in place of the talk show I normally listen to, um, and it was you know definitely more entertaining than most radio shows um, and so that's you know it took about a week or two before I actually looked more into it I think it's wonderful it's, it's been great it's a great environment um, I love the feel in here and I really love how you know entertaining uh, Clay can be as well um, yeah I am so grateful to be here and um, I've loved just learning everything I'm I'm learning a lot about branding and how to market my business because that's kind of where um, I've had a hard time is I can take pictures I'm good at it I have my prices and everything but it's hard to get the clientele so learning about the marketing has really helped me and I can't wait to implement it into my own business after this because it's been so great we're so grateful to be here I think I can go home and like, I have it written out, the, the steps that I need to take and, and everything. It's very practical. Yeah, a big thing that's, that's helped me um, 
you know, even without business stuff is just, you know, a, a mental attitude aspect they have that I can apply to my current job and current life. I love it. I am laughing a lot of the time and it's so entertaining and I I just love being here. It's awesome. I, I really like the smaller class group, um, so it is more of an interaction, even if it isn't, you know, a constant raise my hand, here's the question, here's the answer. Um, it's just that kind of feel, just just a smaller It's great. Yeah. They haven't tried to upsell us anything. It has all just been very knowledgeable, and they are just teaching you how to grow your business. So yeah. Clay's been very giving with his, his time, um, his knowledge, his talents. Um, you know, at work, you know what, when I was telling people about this, like, I hope you're not joining some get-rich scheme. Yeah. Like, you know, even if it is, he's not going to charge me for it. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. Um, I mean, I would even love to come again. to the thrivetimeshow.com if you do feel like you're sinking we don't want you to feel that way which is why we have brought in the man with with enough nautical knowledge that you're not going to get in college it's the guy who is the co-founder of my anchor group this is the guy who helps you put the financial anchors into the water so that you don't drift around you know you're, you're he, he's going to help you lay that foundation get to a great place and anchor your financial future so you know that in this crazy world where the the waves and the waters and the storms are pulling you in all different directions you know that your boat's going to be there in the morning you know that your nest egg will be there in the morning you know that your financial future is guaranteed and that's really what uh, motivates that's what inspires that's what makes uh, Phil and the team there, Phil Pickle and the team at My Anchor Financial Group, such great partners of this program and such great people. And uh, uh, Phil, we're talking today about these specific, these very specific moves that people can take to sif- to, to uh, safely grow their money. And so, what we're the next the next tip we have is you want to avoid scams and schemes. You know, Proverbs that uh, uh, controversial book, Proverbs thirteen <laughs> eleven through thirteen, Proverbs from the Bible. From the Bible. From the Bible. From the Bible. This isn't a Bible show. I know, but work with me. It says this. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. People who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect a, uh, those who respect a command will succeed. What it's talking about is that basically anybody who's out there looking for a get-rich-quick tip, uh, we don't have it here for you. Uh, the, the, the Thrive Time Show is about how to build wealth and riches over time. It's about sowing the seeds. As an example, uh, I'm planting trees, uh, Phil, right now all over the Camp Clark and Chicken Palace. I'm planting every weekend. I'm planting a couple trees. And I'm sure you've seen this kind of breed of tree. But there's a tree you can plant right now. There's, there's breeds of trees where you can plant them and they grow super fast. Have you heard about these trees? I have. And apparently they die faster. Right. And I, do you know why that is, Thrivers? Because they're taking a shortcut 
in the genetic wiring of said animal to make it grow faster, another in, in said tree to make it grow faster. Also, uh, food today, a lot of food is crazy processed. And what they do is to take the calories out of your beverage, they'll put something in there like aspartame or some other uh, artificial sweetener. And guess what? The studies have shown it's not good for you. And so whenever you get uh, a great tasting beverage with no calories, guess what? There's a consequence. Whenever you see a tree that'll grow faster, guess what? There's a consequence. There's just almost no examples in life where there's a, a trade-off to get rich quick. But we can show you how to build wealth guaranteed over time. So, Phil, what are some scams and schemes that you would encourage all of your clients and potential clients to avoid out there? Well, first of all, I, you know, one in a million on a get-rich-quick scheme. Most of the time, it, it is just a scam or a scheme. Uh, that uh, has no no chance of getting rich. Uh, Phil, we want to get in quick. We're going to get in hot with the ground level of something huge. What right. we're going to do now is this, if we get in right now, we're one of the only 22 people that could be selected from this huge group. <laughs> and what we're going to do is we're going to automate the shipment of us of our, of our soap. We're going to get the soap the soap automated. It's it's, it's uh, made of aloe vera and uh, the berries uh, that are pulled from the Alaskan uh, uh, you know berries. And so this is an unbelievable get rich quick move. That I feel like you, you cannot, you absolutely cannot pass up on. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard all those things. I've heard that uh, over 25 years uh, in sales. I hear, I hear things from everybody. I mean, everything that anybody has ever done out there, they have, uh, they have uh, shared it with me thinking that I might be able to. And you've seen people them. in their 50s and 40s and 60s who've lost everything or invested a decade of their time. Or a lot of people have been invested in get-rich-quick schemes, but they're like three years on this one, three years on that one, and they just go from scam to scam. And if, if I'm tired of going from scam to scam and I'm just looking for my jam, one of those songs you can play over and over and it just gets better every time you hear it, if I'm looking for my financial jam, I'm done with the scam, Mm-hmm. What advice would you have for all the listeners out there? Well, we we uh, want to get you rich slow. Mm. Get we rich slow. Get rich slow um, by putting together a plan that you put your money somewhere that is is not at risk. Uh, it's growing without risk. How do you grow money without risk? Well, that's that's a good question. When you keep it out of the stock market. Um, our, our returns are based on the stock market, but you're not actually in the stock market. Um, it gets a little detailed there, but that we'd be glad to explain it to you. But is that's it legal? A, it is legal, very legal. Um, and uh, it's contractually guaranteed. Wow. Which is uh, a nice thing to be able to see it there, guaranteed in black and white. And um, that's, that's what uh, people love about our deal because they're getting a good return they're seeing their money grow, and they don't have to worry about some conflict overseas wiping out their, their funds. Let's say that I um, am listening today, and I think I can't even save $100. I cannot save $100 a month because I've got so much going on. Um, I've heard you say it. You've talked about cutting expenses. You know, you've talked about cutting out the $6 cups of coffee, going out to eat every day. Um, w. Clement Stone, the best-selling author, he piles on. You know, this guy, W. Clement Stone, in 1919, he started the Combined Insurance Company, which this guy grew to a massive 
uh, level. And actually, the business was um, it was basically spun into a group um, that in 2008 was worth $2.56 billion. So his business did well. But he says, if you cannot save money, the seeds of greatness are not within you. That seems pretty tough, pretty heavy-handed. Help us, help the thrivers out there that are struggling to save. How can we save some money? Well, I, I of course, hear that a lot. I, you know, I, I, I don't have any extra money. I'm putting everything into my business. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And we have a whole a, a whole plan that will actually even do a budget. I've done budgets for, budget? for folks to actually show them that it can be done. You can get to the number that you want to give. You might have to give up, you know, uh, a uh, dinner at Mahogany's. Uh, you might have to give that up. You, you, know, you can't go out there and get a perm every week right. like Dr. Z used to do. You can't go out there and get a perm <laughs> every week. You can't, you can't go out there and, and maybe you got to dial back the direct TV. Maybe you can't have, you know, you and your wife both having a car, both having, having a cell phone, both having a lake um, house timeshare, both having a – maybe you say, you know, she has a nicer car and I'm going to have the beat-up car. Maybe right. she has a nicer phone and I'm going to have the less expensive phone. Maybe we're going to cancel the TV – Maybe we're not going to go out to eat as much, but you have to do some kind of trade-offs at some point. Or what you're doing is if you refuse to trade off now, you're trading off your financial future, Phil. I mean, isn't right. that the move? That's exactly right. And if, I found if you get in the habit of savings, you don't miss that money after a while. You don't miss it. And it's just like anything else. You get used to it. You, you know you've got your foundation there. Now go crazy with what you make. You know, do, do whatever you want with the rest of your money, but you got your foundation there first. Now, Thrive Nation, uh, if, if you've enjoyed today's conversation or you want to learn more about investing in your financial future, Phil, what's your website? What's your phone number? Our uh, website is myanchorgroup.com, and our phone number is 918-591-2880. Give us a call, and uh, we'll, we'll get you on the right path. Now, Thrive Nation, there are four ways that we can help you. There are four action items that you could take today. You can choose one of the four action items that we could do right here at Thrive15.com to help you right here at the ThriveTimeShow.com team. We can help you. There's four ways we've designed just for you. One is you could book your tickets for our next in-person workshop. These workshops are two days. They're 15 hours spread out over two days where we cover time management, marketing, sales, accounting, customer service, every business coaching question you would ever have. We cover it all at thrivetimeshow.com and thrive15.com. Move number two, you can sign up to thrive15.com, the world's most affordable business school, for as little as a dollar for your first month. I mean, nothing out there is a dollar, but thrive15.com is for the first month. Move number three, if you want to learn more about in-person, one-on-one business coaching, if you want a mentor to show you the way, and you want a graphic design team and a marketing team and a video team to help you, then we have that for you as well. And move number four. Move number four. This is the final move that we have, and I would highly recommend that you, that you check it out here. We have the Thrive Time Show, uh, all the shows archived on the podcast. So if you go to thrivetimeshow.com and you subscribe today, it's absolutely free. And now you'll never miss a radio show or a download of this podcast. And I guess a little bonus tip number five, email us info at thrive15.com any business questions you've ever had or you can text us at 918-851-6920 that's 918-851-6920 and we are here to answer your business questions phil what was that website one more time myanchorgroup.com 
Man, you kind of said that in kind of a hip-hop, old-school way. One, one right, more time. What was music. that one more time? MyAnchorGroup.com. Bang. All right, Thrivers. And as always, we like to end with a bang here. We like to do a little countdown. Feel free to count down with us. Here we go. Three, two, one, and boom. Boom.